uh, again, the theme for this month is atmosphere. And of course, we understand that there's already an atmosphere being have been built on this platform and in this in this place right now. Okay. That through the worshippers, and that's why they are anointed because they can't take you anywhere they haven't been. And that's why I believe even the anointing upon the worship this morning, God was already doing things. God was already speaking to you. He was already healing. There's already things taking place during this time, this atmosphere that is being built right now and, and continues to be built. So uh, if you thought, well, okay, I'm just going to I'll come for the word, you've already missed the word already through the worship. Okay. All right. One person got that. That's, that's great. Maybe this side's a bit, bit slower. Oh, Maybe this side needs the caffeine. <laughs> we need more of those, those really rare cards over this side. <laughs> so, God's already speaking to us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today, Lord, that you are a God who does speak. You are a God of today. You are a God who cares what we're going through. You love us. Father, you're pouring out upon us. And Lord, today we thank you that we have ears to hear what you're saying to us. Thank you, Father, for a word in season right now to my situation, to what I'm going through right now, to the season that we're in right now. Lord, we know that you always are speaking to us. And Father, we thank you right now. Open our ears, open our eyes. Let us see, oh God, what you have got for us. Let us see you in a different way, Father. Lord, let us be hungry for who you are and run after you and chase after you and grab a hold of what you have. Father, we adore you, we love you, and we give you all the honor and glory today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right. Well, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of uh, 2 Kings, and we're going to have a look at chapter 7. And uh, I know that I haven't given this to the, the, the uh, AV team, but uh, I'm sure that they are amazing, and they'll uh, be able to bring this up. 2 Kings chapter 7, and we're going to look at verse 1, and we're going to read uh, through different scriptures. And, uh, and then out of those scriptures, again, it's just going to give you some keys to what I believe that God is saying right now in our situation. So here we are, First Kings. Let me give, give you some, some backup here of what was going on. There was a siege that was happening in this city. The enemy had surrounded uh, the people of God, and they, even though that they were in a city, a walled city, uh, their food was running out. Everything was running out. They were coming to a place where they really needed uh, a breakthrough. Anyone been in that place? Just really needed a breakthrough? It seemed like it's impossible. I don't know how it's going to happen. It doesn't look good. It seems like the enemy surrounded me. I can't get out. I can't go in. I can't do anything. This is where these guys were at. Then it says, then in verse 1, then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And then an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And then Elisha said to him, Behold, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall never eat of that. First thing we need to understand in our situation, 
is that we need to hear the voice of the Lord. We need to hear the voice of the Lord. doesn't matter what you're going through, God is speaking to you. It doesn't matter what situation you're in, God has an answer for you. The first thing we need to do is hear the word of the Lord. We must tune our ears to hear what the Lord is saying in this time and in this season. And for those ones who were here on the last it was the Thursday week at the impact meeting, this would sound very similar, this message. That's because it is. Because it is the same message. So <laughs> I haven't lost my mind. I haven't got old and it's like I've, I've forgot what I spoke last, last time I was here. It's just that when Pastor Brad asked me to bring a word, the very first thing that Julie and I uh, thought about was this word to this church. Because we are, we are at a place right now where God is saying, uh, why sit here until you die? If you wanted to, 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 to put a, a heading across the, this word this morning, why sit here until we die? And so I feel like this is where we're at right now. We're not just going to sit and see what's going to happen. We're not just going to wonder you know, if what, what God is just going to drop into our lap. And as you find out later on, we're going to find out why God wants us to move on. But firstly, we need to hear the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord will always come and get us prepared for change. It's always for change. God is always doing a new thing. Yes, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Why? Because He's always doing a new thing. God never, never changes while He's doing a new thing. There's something that He's always doing. It's a new thing. It's a fresh thing. Sometimes you don't know what, it's, what He's about to do, but He gets you prepared for it. We don't know exactly what it is, but then when it comes, it's like, yep, this is it. And we move into it. We walk into it. We're already halfway there. And so the Lord's saying here, I'm wanting to tell you what I'm doing. This is a year that we need to be, be perspicacious. That is, we need to be so perceptive of the things, the times that we're in. What is God doing? What's he saying over here? What's he showing me here? And not just seeing it and, and, and not understanding about it, but seeing it and then perceiving it. Then knowing, yeah, I got it. We're growing up. Come on, church. We're growing up. We're maturing. We're not little babies anymore. We're not little babies that we have to be you know, fed and we have to be you know, burped and changed and all sorts of things. No, we're growing up. And so God is calling us to a higher level. We heard Sarah here uh, just before saying, saying that God is taking us on. We're not, we're not staying behind. We're going further. Come on. God has got another level for us to go. And so we need to prepare, because God will always prepare us for the breakthroughs, prepare us for miracles. If I were going, if I went around today and asked, what would it take for God to bring through what He's been speaking to you about and that promise that He has over your life? You, most of us would say, it's going to have to take a miracle. It's going to have to be a miracle, because I can't see how that's going to happen. I can't see where it's going to come from. I love the testimonies about the new houses and new cars. I, I love that because it's not just for one person. Come on. If you if you just think, oh, that's God's last house. That's God's last new car. Oh, I'm going to miss out now. No, God, God has got endless, come on, endless cars, endless houses. He wants you to have ownership. He wants you to be owners of what he's got for you. You are going to be the kid's King's kids, you're, you're representing our God. Come on, doesn't he want you to have things? 
Yes, he'll give you things as long as you check in first. It's like seek him first and the kingdom of God and then all these other things. You get the right order and I tell you what, they'll start to flow down. Don't get, don't criticize us. Don't, don't, don't get angry at those ones who are breaking through. Rejoice in them. Rejoice with them. Thank God for them. Go in their car and smell what a new car smells like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of us we forgot what a new car smells like. We just, we just get so used to what an old car smells like. Like we, oh, why do we know smell? <laughs> Come on, a new house. You walk in there like, oh, new carpet and, and the timber. Oh, everything smells so good. Sometimes we get so used to the old. You smell the old, like, ah, yeah, I'm home now. Sitting in the old. God wants us to move on. Come on, new things, new smells, new signs, new, new ideas. How do we do that? We hear the voice of the Lord. The enemy has surrounded them. There was nothing that they could do. Listen, sometimes there's nothing you can do. You come to that point where it's like, I've done everything. What else can I do? And for these guys, there was nothing that they could do. They had been besieged. The enemy was around about them. They couldn't do anything at all. They were actually eating their own children. I tell you, that is probably the worst thing. How, how bad could it be when you start eating? And there was a woman who said, who came to the king and said, King, we need to do, do deal with this woman here. We ate my child the, the other day, and now she said we were going to eat her, her child, and now she's hitting her child. I mean, isn't that so bad that you would come to a place like that? The king got so angry, just ripped his clothes. Come to a point where it's like, how did it come to this? I, I couldn't imagine coming to a place where that is your options. You thought your options were pretty bad. Look at these guys. Did they need a word of the Lord? Oh yeah. They needed to hear what God was saying in that situation. The word of the Lord will always come through. Times were so dire. Listen, life is tough. We need to hear a word from the Lord for our life. Things just don't, sometimes aren't just going along beautifully and smoothly. It's like, oh, this is just so good, wonderful. Sometimes there's hiccups. Sometimes, you know, you come against some enemies. Sometimes people don't like you. Sometimes things don't work out. Well, what do you do? We need to hear the word from the Lord. In every situation, whether you're going along quite well, we still need to hear the word of the Lord. Come on. Don't get so caught up with all your wealth and all your lovely things. Let me forget about who's given it to you. The three kings in the desert, they chase the enemy. And then all of a sudden they come to the point where it's like they've run out of water. They come to the point where it's like we don't know what to do. And, and they said, is there a prophet? Is there someone who has a prophetic word about our situation? And someone said, yes, Elisha is here. And he gave them a word about the situation. And they were, they were saved. 
we see here Abraham taking Isaac up to offer him as a sacrifice. He hears the Lord to do this. He's up there, his only son. And he's about to plunge the knife into Isaac. And the Lord speaks to him again. Listen, you need to hear the voice of the Lord. Not just once. And he knows, God knows, he's passed the test. Abraham, you passed the test. Don't kill yourself. Now, now Abraham could have thought, is this, is this me? Is this God? Is this the devil? It's like, uh, it must be just the flesh because I love my son. I don't want him to die. Come on. He could have thought this. This is, this is just my flesh rising up. This is just me saying this. And he could have just plunged that knife in. But he knew the voice of the Lord. He knew what the voice sounded like. He knew what God sounded like. Listen, if you don't know what God sounds like, if you don't know what the voice of the Lord is, you need to come along to some of our Hearing God's Voice courses. Because we teach you how to hear the voice of God. How does He speak? What does He say? What doesn't He say? Come on. There are some things we need to know. So vital at this point of our life and our, and our walk with God, we need to hear what God is speaking to us. And it's not just about us sometimes. It's about others. What's the Lord saying to you so you can bless others? What's He saying to you so you can help others? Just our children yesterday, the day before, and I felt like the Lord said, I want you to sow $1,000 into the pastors there in Papua New Guinea. And I was like, Okay. So I just sent him a, an email and said, listen, I, I really felt the Lord saying, I want to bless you with $1,000. How do I do that? Got a text back this morning or an email back this morning saying, this is incredible. He said, I have never, ever received anything from anybody overseas. This is the first time I've ever received something. It really touched him. It really, and he said, I know God has connected us together. I know this is something, this is going to be the start of something incredible. Hearing the voice of God and then doing it. It's not just hearing it and, and thinking about it like, oh, I don't know. Mm. Throw out another fleece. Mm. It's hearing and doing. That's, that's where the blessing is. And see, this pastor now knows that God loves him. He already knows that. But how much more it is to be a blessing where it comes from nowhere. It comes from left field somewhere. It's not all about you. Oh, God, help me in my situation. How many times have we said, oh, God, let's help so-and-so. What do I need to do? How do I need to pray? What do I need to do in this situation for them? You need to hear the voice of the Lord. What Elisha was praying here at this time was completely opposite of what was going on. Sometimes you'll hear a word from the Lord and it's completely opposite to what's happening, to what's going on. I know I prophesied over, over cities and, and saying God's going to bless this city and the next month the biggest uh, 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 company in town closes down. A hundred workers lose their job. And it's like, hmm, this isn't good. I mean, not for my, my prophetic word. It's the opposite of what was going on. But you understand that God has a timing in everything. 
And what you might see now isn't going to stay the same. It's going to change. It's going to change. You've got to keep believing the Word. You've got to keep believing God. You've got to keep pushing through and persevering. Because sooner or later, you'll find out that Word was the Lord. Not one of His words go back to Him void. Everyone proceeds to Him. It's like, it's done. As soon as it comes out of His mouth, He knows it's done. It's just a timing issue then. So God speaks here through Elisha. One person couldn't see how it was going to happen. I bet you others couldn't see how it was going to happen, but that didn't actually speak it out. But this one guy says, oh, yeah, sure. He mocks the prophet. He mocks the, 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 the voice of God. He mocks the vessel that it comes in and says, how is this going to happen? The only way it's going to happen is God opens up a little window in heaven there and he drops some little parachutes down or he gets some little drones and, and, and uh, delivers his pizzas or whatever. That's the only way this is going to happen. Mocking the word. Unbelief. So what does the prophet say? Boy, I mean, you were so close. You missed it by one day. Because tomorrow, you're going to have all the food you want. But you, because of your unbelief, you'll see it, but you'll never enter in. We've got to be careful, guys. Believe the word of the Lord. Verse 3 says this. And there were four lepers at the entrance of the gate. And they said to each other, Why sit here until we die? If we say we'll enter the city, the famines in the city, we'll die. If we sit here, we're going to die. Now therefore come, let us get to the camp of the Syrians, the enemy. And, so, and, and if they save us, we'll live. But if they kill us, we'll die. Okay, that's pretty simple. The second thing of what the Lord is speaking to us today is why sit here until we die? Why sit here until we die? I'm not talking about sitting here in forever, church. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I mean, in saying that, we need to find out, is this where I need to be? That's the whole thing. God, am I, am I wasting my time? Should I be somewhere else? Is this where I am? Because if this is where you want me to be, I'm going to be planted. I'm going to be available. I'm going to be here every time. I'm going to be, I'm going to be accounted for. I want to do what you call me to do in forever place right now. Come on. You need to find out. Why sit here until you die? So these four lepers were hanging around the gate. They always would be at the gate so that they could be fed, some scraps or something like that, that they would throw out to these guys. But listen, the food ran, food ran out. The food ran out. What are we going to do now? There was, no, there was nothing that they could count on any longer. They knew if they were going to be doing the same thing, then they were going to die. Come on. If we're going to do the same thing, over and over again. We're trying to expect a different result by doing the same thing. You get exactly the same thing every time you do the same thing. I look at a recipe. I mean, Julie said she can make a banana cream pie in her sleep. I wish she would. I can have it in bed. So it's like 
you follow the recipe and what do you get? You get exactly what the recipe you know, comes together as. Exactly the same. You change the recipe, you change what is the outcome. Julie tried to change the famous banana cream pie a couple of times. And yet, you know what? It doesn't work. There's something about the original. I mean, it sounds good. Just put a little bit of caramel in. No, that's not the original banana cream pie. There's something about... Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> She's come back to the original app. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you just do the same thing, you add the same mixtures, you get the same thing. There's times now we're going to, I'm changing things up a bit right now. If you want the same, do the same. If you want the same, just keep on doing the same thing you've been doing. But if you want something different, you've got to start to push through. You've got to do something different now. This is a time now we're not just going to sit here until we die. So, they looked at that. We go in the city, we're going to die. We're going to sit here, we're going to die. If we go to the enemy, at least they got some food. If they keep us alive, fantastic. But if they kill us, then we're going to die, and we're going to die anyway. So it was like one out of three. This has got the best potential. They've got food. They're the enemy. They hate our guts. But it's the only way we think we're going to do this. You know what? Sometimes your stomach rules what you do. It's your stomach rule that goes over your mind. <laughs> your stomach is craving and your mind is going, oh, we're fasting. <laughs> oh, 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 are we? Did you really hear the word of the Lord? <laughs> that was for so-and-so, wasn't it? Weren't they doing it? Did, did they just rope us all in? Your mind and your stomach starts to rule. And then all of a sudden, come on, they're saying this. We're going we're gonna to get up and we're going to move towards the enemy. <laughs> they wouldn't have done that any other time, except they were so hungry. I tell you, things that we're going through right now, there's a million reasons why we are in the place we're in, why we're in the situation we're in. There's a million reasons. We could we could have, it's because of so-and-so on here. It's because of that one. It's because of, well, that's just the way I was growing up. It's because I had a lack of information, lack of education. Oh, well, I didn't go to college. Well, I didn't go to Bible college. You've got all these reasons right now why you're here. But you know what? You're in the place you're in right now because you chose to be. You can choose not to be in that same place. Well, it's because of my lack of education that I really got in and studied. Because of this, I'm now this. Come on, you can have the same reason, but you can have a different outcome. So this is not a time to sit and to watch and to wonder what God is going to happen. It's a time to get up and move. And maybe it's in the direction that you wouldn't have picked. Julie and I can call us out in the ministry. Full time. And that wasn't, that wasn't what we picked. We picked the comfortable side. It was like, yeah, we love the job, fantastic money, we got this card, credit card, anything we want, we just charge it to the to the to the uh, ministry, to the to the uh, to the office, to the company, everything we need, it's all there, it's a magic card, I love the card. 
I mean, these cards are good, but cool. Anytime we want to be, we want to trip down to Melbourne. Uh, they said, "Yeah, put all the petrol on the card." <sighs> Love the card. And so, all of a sudden, we understood that sometimes that's not. And then we we hear this word saying, you know, coming out of the ministry is like, what? That's not what we were planning. We're planning the safe journey, the safe trip. We got a job, good paying. And we'll just give God, you know, the weekends, the Sundays, maybe one night a week, prayer meeting or something like that, but safe and enjoyable. We're all going to get this, we're on this journey together, we're going to get there unscathed. But then God says, nah, I want you to do it this way. I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to take a leap of faith. I want you to give up your jobs and I want you to go out into prophetic ministry full time. And it's like, don't you have to prophesy to be a prophetic minister? He said, oh, psh, I'll give you some on-the-job training, Greg. <laughs> See, when God calls you, he equips you. And sometimes you get equipped before and sometimes you get equipped after. you just got to go with it. I mean, we could have chose to say, thank you, Lord. But we like children's church. We love to hear kids. You know, you know me, God. I'm acting my, not my age, my shoe size. Love, got, love getting dressing up as you know all sorts of animals and people and stuff. This, this is this is me. This is what I was born for, God. And God is like, mm, no. That was just for a season. That was just to get you out of out of your uh, quietness. That was to get you to break the spirit of fear off your life. Now I'm going to put you in front of. Big people. Some people don't even going to be liking what you're going to be speaking. Some people want to close you down. Some people are going to hate you. It's like, that's it. That's the reason why I don't want to do this. Give me children's church. So here we see. God had to do something different. Verse 5, they rose up at twilight to get to the camp of the Syrians. And when they came to the uttermost parts of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. What happened? For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise. <laughs> right on cue. Thank you, Lord. He made them hear a noise of what? A noise of chariots. Not a, not a noise of four hungry lepers. He heard, he got them to hear a noise of chariots, a noise of horses, a noise of a great host. There was one, and, and they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites, the kings of the Egyptians, to come upon us. Wherefore, they arose and they fled at twilight, and they left their tents and horses and their asses. That's donkeys. <laughs> and even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. I tell you, we serve a mighty God. Point number three is this. Get a plan, step out, and do it. Get a plan, step out, and do it. Listen, these guys, 
Immediately they got the idea of like, listen, we can't go in a city, we'll die. We can't stay here, we're going to die. There's only one way, and let's just do it. They didn't sleep on it. They didn't have a, an argument about it. They didn't have a round table. What are you thinking? I'm not sure about this. They didn't, come on, they didn't have this, a big to-do about it. They just said, hey, let's do it. And at twilight, it says, they stepped out and they did it. When was the enemy, when did the enemy hear a noise and flee? At twilight, exactly the same second, these guys agreed to step out, let's go for it. The minute they stepped out, that second they stepped out, all of a sudden God made the enemy hear a sound of thousands of horses and chariots and thousands of wild warriors coming into battle. And who was it? Four hungry leopards. You think God can heal your situation? You think God can do something in your situation? This was dire straits here. There was a whole city that was about to die. I believe that these four lepers never heard the word that came through Elijah. Elisha. Because if they did, they would have stayed at the gate. Come on. They would have stayed at the gate. Whoa, hang on. I hear the word of the Lord. Something is about to change tomorrow. Let's just hang about. Let's see what's going to happen. I believe that God never wanted them to hear. Because he didn't want them to be swayed by what their reaction was. To step out. Because if they never stepped out, they would never see the miracle that happened. The city would have never seen the miracle. The city would have died. They would have died. Everyone would have died. Except for four lepers. Do just on a hunch. I tell you, we just we just gotta go towards the enemy. We gotta just we're, we're so hungry, we don't care when we're gonna die. We gotta be so hungry for God, we don't care what's going to happen. We need the word of God. We need him in our life. Get a plan. Start thinking differently. Start thinking outside the boring old comfortable box. Come on. You have the mind of Christ. You have the ability to creatively plan and to speak things into being. Proverbs 16, 9 says, the man's, in a man's heart, he plans. God's given you the ability to plan, creatively plan. He's given that to you. He's wanting you to plan. Get a good plan. Come on, step out with it. And then it says, then God will direct your footsteps. You've got to step out first so God can do something. We're waiting on God. Oh, God. If these four lepers were waiting on God, it would never happen. If you're going to be waiting on God, it may never happen. God has given you an ability to step out, creatively plan. Come on, do something with your life. Even if it's not what God has, He's big enough to start to, to, try, to train your, your, your footsteps and say, listen, this is good. At least I've got you moving. But you're not going to actually move that way. I'm going to get you to move this way. You, you think you're going to, well, I don't want to go to the enemy. I'm going to run away from the enemy. God says, no, 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 no. Yeah, at least I got you moving. Come on, Jonah. At least I got you moving. You're moving in the wrong direction. <laughs> but I'm going to turn around the ship. I'm going to get them to throw you overboard. And I'm going to get a big fish and I'm going to spew you out right at the point where the city is. God, listen, God is big enough to know what to do in your life. But he's just getting you to get up, to step. Listen, why are you going to sit there till you die? Get
Get up. Start thinking outside the box. Okay, God, I'm going to start to do something. And God is big enough as you start to do something to direct your footsteps. Man plans his ways, but God directs his footsteps. The four lepers had a plan, but God was going to be directing their footsteps. Matthew 6, 26 talks about the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, they gather uh, and know nor gather into barns, yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you much more important than they? Listen, if God is looking after a bird, a bird, a little sparrow, how much more important are you? If God looks after them, you're way more important. Way more important. See, so understand that these four lepers, they didn't understand that their plan was part of God's bigger plan. Sometimes we don't see the bigger plan. We just see the small, we're just going to take one step of faith. And God says, that's all I want you to do. That's, all, that's what I love about it. Come on, we're not, we're not going to be, we'll be staying in fear, but we're going to start to step out in faith. God loves faith. God rewards faith, steps of faith. And so we see here that part, that was, it was part of a bigger plan. They didn't know what, this, what God's part was, but they just knew their little part. Sometimes God doesn't show us the bigger picture. He just said, come on, just this one step. Come on, just this one more fast. Just this one more day, one more year, whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden, that would just trigger something. And then you'll see the bigger picture. And you'll be glad you stepped out. You'll be glad you didn't just sit there until you die. God can hear. God can make you hear what he wants you to hear. He calls the enemy to hear. An incredible unified army. How absolutely terrified must they have been to get up and leave everything. Everything. And it says, on their way, they were thrown off of robes and clothes and everything like that. They were petrified. They were terrified. They were trying to get rid of everything that was holding them back from running. Can you imagine if just one of them would have turned around and saw where all the noise was coming from. Four letters. Come on. Even if they picked up their sword, they'd probably down the trouble. Four letters. But God makes them sound like an army. A victorious army. More than one army. All the kings together, all of a sudden, come on. These guys could hear all the, what, the chariots and the horses. It's full of lepers. Hungry lepers. It was their tummy. God is still the God of miracles right now. He is still the God of the impossible. You just think, well, I'm just so-and-so. I tell you what, he can make you sound like an army. He can make you sound like horses and chariots. He can make you sound a lot better than what you think you are and who you think you are. Number four is this, move towards the enemy. If we're going to survive, we must have this warrior mentality. If we're going to be forced to advancing, then we must have a fearless 
aggressive nature about us that nothing is going to stop us. Even if, it's, even if we're just driven by, by a hunger sometimes. Listen, whatever God has, He is going to use. Can't be afraid. If we're going to go into the enemy's camp, come on, to lay hold and take back everything, we can't be afraid of the enemy. Everything that is taken and stolen, everything that is taken or being taken away from, listen, you've got to forcefully advance. You've got to get up and we're going towards the enemy. And you just, you just don't know what God is about to do. He can do amazing things. Listen, he can stop the sun. He can stop the moon. He can put things on hold just so that you can fight another battle so you can win the victory. He's that type of God. He is the God of miracles. He's the God. Listen, he thinks far above what we can think or imagine. Sometimes we live in God and we live in Him saying, Oh God, this is too big for you. Oh, we couldn't possibly do that. And God said, Listen, I think more. I can think higher. I want to give you the, 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 the desires of your heart. Come on. More than you can think or imagine. And I can think and imagine pretty good stuff. But God's saying, Ha, you haven't heard this. You haven't seen this. I look today at where we have come, Drew and I, and the family. I think in my wildest dreams, I could never have thought that that's, this is what God had for us and how he had these things and what we are doing now and what our children are doing now and what our grandchildren are doing now. Not my wildest dreams could I even think or imagine that. God has already got these things in, planned. Bigger picture. He's just wanting you to do the smaller picture. Step out by faith. Come on, go for it. Listen to me. Don't listen to man. Don't listen to what other people. Don't even listen to yourself sometimes. Listen to what the Word of God says. That's why it's so important to hear at this time. Sometimes we just need to run towards the battle, like David. Shadrach, Mishan, Abednego, just keep on walking. Whether it's a fire seven times later, doesn't matter. We're going to keep on walking. They just walk straight through the fire, straight out the other side. Keep going. Verse 8 says this. And when these lepers had come to the uttermost parts of the camp, they ran into one tent. And they ate and drank, and they carried their silver and gold and clothes and went and hid it. And they came back, and they entered another tent. And they did the same, carried, you know, again, all the stuff out and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, we are not doing what is right. This day is a day of good news. And we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some trouble or some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore come, we must go and tell the king, king's household. Point five is this. Can you be trusted with the much? Can you be trusted with the wealth? Can you be trusted with what God is about to give to you? Can you be trusted? It's a test. One tent was enough for them to eat and drink, to carry away all the silver and gold and everything, the clothes, new garments, new wardrobes. They took it and they, they buried it. And then they're thinking, this was just one tent. We've got thousands to go. Let's go back and get something else. And they went back into a second tent. Listen, they, there must have been so much food there must have been everything laid on. That was just in one tent. 
Then they went back the second time to another tent, and they took everything away again and hid it. And then they realized, listen, this is this is good news. This, we can't hold on to this by ourselves. This is way too much for us. All of a sudden, they just said, hey, let's go and tell the guys in the city. They go back and they tell the guys in the city. At first, the king thought, ah, oh, this is a trap. The enemy's there somewhere. But then someone else said, hey, listen, why don't we just take that one horse that we have eaten and let's just get on it and we can go and we can just see whether this is true. So the king thinks, yeah, that's a good idea. Goes down, comes back and he says, king, what these four lepers have said is correct. They have said the right thing. This is exactly what they've said. There is no one there. Everything is laid open. Everything is laid bare. Everything is there. There's no one enemy. Not one man is there. Can you imagine when they came back and told the king and the king told the, the city? Can you imagine the uproar? Can you imagine the incredible joy that would be going on in that place? Come on. From such despair one day to the very next day, absolute, something you could not even imagine. The very worst thing you could possibly be doing. So the very next day, so much food, so much gold, silver, clothes, everything is there. Weapons, horses, come on, chariots, everything is there. So much joy would have been there. Listen, will you be blessed to be a blessing? This is the key. God wants to give you more than enough so that you can give away more than enough. Please don't fail the test. The good news, the good news of the gospel of the kingdom, the good news has got to be shared. Then verse 15 says this, And when they went out uh, to the Jordan, and lo, all the way was full of garments and vessels that the enemy, the Syrians, had thrown off in haste. And the messengers returned and told the king, and the people went out and spoiled, or they plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of flour, a fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Point six is this, is that you've got to get ready to plunder the tents of your enemy. Get ready to plunder. Get ready to take the spoil. Get ready to come to that place where as you do your part, God can do his. Where you step out by faith and God says, that's what I love. I'm going to bless you because of your faith. I'm not going to bless you because of your, your insolence, because of your lack of faith. I'm going to bless you because you have faith. And as you step out, you'll see what's happening here. Incredible what we saw. Then verse 17, and the king appointed the Lord, uh, the king appointed uh, the Lord on whose hand that he leaned to have charge of the gate. And the people trod him down at the gate, and he died. <laughs> and the man of God, just as the man of God had said, and he spoke, who spoke when the king uh, came down to him. And verse 18 says this, And it came to pass, just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, To, sh to measure the barley for a shekel, a measure of fine flour for a shekel, shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Point number seven is this. It came to pass. 
it came to pass. Everything that the, the Lord had said came to pass. Every word that God has spoken over your life will come to pass. It came to pass, and it came to pass, it came to pass, it came to pass. Do you know how many times that, that phrase is referred to in the Bible? It came to pass. I wrote it down. 453 times. 453 times. It is the second most used phrase in the Bible. And it came to pass. Or it came to pass. It came to pass. Listen, bad seasons come to pass. Terrible seasons come to pass. Good seasons come to pass. I'm like, oh, really? Why? I was enjoying that. Because God's got better for you. Don't get stuck in the passing. Oh, the good old days. This was fantastic. God said, no, I've got better for you up ahead. Come on, the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. You're going to have more than you had before. Come on. I got better for you. It came to pass. The top phrase, I know what you're looking for this. The number one phrase is this the sons of. The sons of so and so, and the sons of so and so, the sons of so and so. That's mentioned 560 times. It came to pass. Your situation is coming to pass. Your tough times are coming to pass. The words that God's spoken over you are about to come to pass. The tough times you're going through now are coming to pass. Your blessing, your turnaround, these things are about to come to pass. That's why I got so excited. Because I wasn't really rostered on to speak, but when, when Brad asked me, it's like, yeah, I get to share this because this is where we're at, church. This is where we're at right now. You can sit here and you can wonder what's going to happen. You can you can think, well, others should be, you know, bringing into my life and others should be blessing me and others should be doing all this sort of stuff. But I'll tell you what, God is saying, it's time now for you to get out of your comfort zone to step up, to step out, and to go after what God has given to you. Go after the promise. Go after these things, because they ain't going to get just going to land in your life. It's time to break the old thinking pattern, the old mentality. This is a church that will equip you. They will train you. This is a Ephesians 4, 11 to 16 church that they will give you all you need to do the work of the ministry. All you need to do what God's called you to do. Why sit here until you die? In this place you'll be equipped. In this place you'll be your life will be turned around. But you've got to start doing something with it. You can't just be in another, this is another month, another year goes by, and we're in the same situation. Come on. You're going to start thinking different. You're going to start breaking out. You're going to start, okay, God, I'll give you a plan. Well, just get a plan, and God can direct your footsteps. God's given you a mind. Use it. Use your mind. Listen, God used their hunger. God can use anything. He used these guys' hunger just to get up and go towards the enemy. Can we stand right now and pray for you guys? Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Mm. close our eyes and just look to the Lord right now. Father, I thank you today that you have brought the word of the Lord. Father, we thank you that you always bring the word of the Lord in the season that we need it. Father, we need to hear the word of the Lord this morning. We need to break out of our comfort zone. We need to break out of our laziness and, and the things that we're not being uh, stepping into right now. Father, I pray today that you give us faith. Faith to stand up, faith to get out, faith to step into what you've got for us. Father, today, I break every spirit of fear right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, for these warriors. I thank you, Lord, right now. Lord, that you look after them, you care for these ones right now. And Lord, just as you did with these four lepers, it never says that they were healed. But I tell you what, I reckon they would have been looked after all the days of their life for what they did. They were remembered for what they did. I pray today, Father, that we'd be remembered for our blessing, for what we have done for others. That it's not all about me and feathering my own little nest and making me look good. But Lord, I pray today that you have blessed me for a reason so I can bless others, so I can be a breakthrough for others. And Lord, today we thank you that, Lord, we're going to be focused on others and not just ourselves. This is a day of good news. This is a day we got to say, in one day things can change. But unbelief will stop you. Jesus went into this place of Samaria, where it was, and, and he went out, and it says that he couldn't do many miracles. This is Jesus. It was because of their unbelief. I tell you what. If you've got a belief in God, all things are possible. All things are possible. God is just reminding us that he's no respecter of persons right now. That what he can do for four lepers in a, in a city that's been in, besieged and are eating their own children, God says, I can do it to you. I can do it for you. I can bless you. I can encourage you. I can tell you things are about to change. I can tell you that you're about to come into your best years. I can tell you that greater is, a, is the glory of God upon you now than it was before. Greater is your faith today than it was last year. Come on. Come on. You've got to understand that when you're stepping out to God, out for God, things start to happen. He gets involved. He got involved with Joshua when he said, Lord, can you just hold him? I just want to defeat this enemy. He's killed. It says that God killed more than Joshua did because he got so excited in the battle. God's excited in your battle. He's excited in the situation that you're in. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll never leave you alone. He'll always come and say, I've got a word of the Lord. Where is the word of the Lord this morning? You heard it this morning. You heard the word. Why sit here until we die? Why do the same thing over and over until there's nothing left? It's time now to get up. Shake off your fear. Shake off the past. Shake off your hurts. Shake off all the disappointments. And it's time to step out. And I'll tell you what. God will direct your footpaths. It doesn't matter where God leads you. He is leading you in the right direction. Don't buck the system. Don't try and say, God, I don't 
don't want to go this way. Because I tell you what, it will take you years to get back to the place where you finally surrender. And you said, I was here 10 years ago. That's right. You should have surrendered then. But then God can catch you up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's raise your hands to the Lord right now. Father, we, Lord, we surrender to you this morning. Father, we, we, oh God. Thank you for the word this morning. Thank you for the stirring right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us right now, individually, corporately. We know, Father, that we're on a journey, and sometimes it's not probably the journey that we would have picked, and it wouldn't be even the, the route that we would have picked. But, God, we are knowing that you are leading us and guiding us right now, just as you did with Joshua crossing over into the promises. Oh, God, we've never been this way. We've never been this far. We've not known as much as we do today. And, Lord, today we thank you that you are speaking to us. And, Lord, that we are being filled with faith this morning to step out of our comfort zone, to step out of our situation, to step out and do our part so that, Lord, you can do your part. Every situation is different, but God has a plan. Thank you, Father. Let us know the plan. Let us know the plan. The plan. Daniel and Holly, are you here? I know Dan and Holly. I just, I'm just going to release this to them right now. I, I just hear the Lord saying, this is going to be a new season that God has taken you in. And God is bringing you to a higher level. And I see Dan, God has just got a hold of you. And I tell you what, that you're going to be amazed at what God does. You're going to be amazed at where God takes you. You're going to be amazed at the levels of faith and even what He's showing to you. For there's times where I see you preaching, prophesying, ministering under the power of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles. People coming, people coming to the Lord for the first time. People uh, healed. People just miracles happening. All of a sudden, eyes opening, ears opening. Even some of those ones who, who their eyes are, 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 are not, not blind, but they can't see properly. Ears that have been deafened. I tell you, there's miracle signs of one because you've been pushing through. You're not going to wonder what's happening. You're not wonder what's going to happen. You're like these four lepers. It's like, come on, we're going to get up here. We're going to step up. We're going to get going right now. <laughs> Transported the spirit. <laughs> and so the Lord says, well done, good and faithful servants. You have done well with what God has given to you. You've multiplied. You've increased it. And now God says, I'm about to do my part. You've done your part. And just as the lepers had to do their part, they just stepped out and they were just following after what they needed to do. Come on, they, they didn't even get a dust say of the Lord, step out. God's given them a brain. God's given you guys good brains. You've got good minds. And God says, I've given you dreams and aspirations. And the Lord says, as you do your part, God says, watch and see what I'm about to do. You've seen amazing things already, but God says, that's nothing compared to what I've got up ahead. For God says, I'm just giving you a good foundation. For a stronger foundation, you're going to start to see a stronger future and a bigger future. Hallelujah.
Father, we bless them today. We thank you, Lord, for what they're coming into. Father, what they've gone through, Father, they're going to be able to minister out of, but that's just strengthening them and strengthening their resolve. They, they will never let you go. They will never, ever think that you are too busy with somebody else. They know that you're a personal God, that you're interested in every situation. Father, bless them today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, right now. Hallelujah.